0: It's Christmas time and corona time. It's Christmas time and corona time. It's Christmas time. That was a clip from my new EP Christmas Time and Corona Time, uh now streaming on all of the digital platforms. You can get it on. Um let's let's get that to number 1, you guys hey folks um welcome back to go black boy go i haven't put out an episode uh in a while uh maybe like a week um yeah i've been trying to enjoy this christmas break the best time the best way that i can and i only have two more weeks left of a break and it doesn't really feel like a break because i still have to uh deal with school stuff so um i'm just trying to trying to Give myself the break uh, that I don't feel like I'm getting. Um, yeah, so I just want to do this episode just as a quick check in, um, uh, like with me, and just to kind of like talk about things that I am reflecting on from this past term um, and also to share. My thoughts on. I don't know. I got a lot of feelings, y'all. There's there's just like a lot of stuff going on, uh, as we all know. And I think for me, there's like more like there's just like immediate things that are happening that I'm just needing to process. Um, and then I'll end with talking, uh, giving a brief review uh, of, of two of a movie and a show that I that I like. So how I, so I've, as I've said, I'm sure many times this season, uh, this term was so stressful to get through. Um, and just looking back on it, um, I think I really drove myself into a ditch really, because there were times when, I wasn't like I was like skipping breakfast because I was like oh I need to I I can like skip I can like eat a later breakfast because like I need to finish this draft I need to like think about how I'm gonna word this email I need to answer such and such I would always like make an excuse for like not eating meals and yeah like when you're I, I when I was in that kind of headspace um I just didn't notice it was a pattern. Um, and then I think as like when the weather changes, like, and it gets like really gloomy and gray outside, I think that, well, that definitely does um, have an impact on just my emotional state and like motivation. So, um, yeah. So there'll be times where I would make excuses to skip meals and then just like, kind of like constantly thinking about the things I needed to get done and just kind of like putting all of that pressure on myself. Um, Yeah. And I just always get, I always get a little frustrated with myself because it's like, I would say I'm not going to let school do that to me ever. And especially during the pandemic. But I think, I think because the pandemic is already stressful as it is, and so, and uncertain um, still, I think the stress of school, I I guess I thought, I guess I thought it was a more manageable stress, like, oh, this is something that I can immediately change, um, and I think I just kind of hyper-focused a lot on it to distract myself from, from the stuff that's going on with coronavirus, um, but obviously... Um that didn't work out well, so I'm gonna definitely have to figure out new tactics for going to school during a pandemic and like making sure i don't um yeah over overstress myself um yeah, I think a- another reason is just that i've i've like this whole term i felt and I think this is how grad school is anyway but I felt like I had to produce a lot of work that I wasn't ready to produce. And, um, yeah, I mean, yes, of course I'm a perfectionist. I'm a Capricorn. So that's, that's hard for me to just do. Um, but that's what I'm going to have to do to get, to get, to get through with coursework. I only have, oh God. Yeah. I only have two more terms of coursework. I think I I need to do the math, but I think I just need to take um, four more courses, and I'll be done with coursework, and I can move on to um, my next exams, which are my major fields. Then the there's a lot of steps, but major fields prospectus. Then if once that gets approved, I can start dissertating and and writing and trying to get the the hell up out of here. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm like, I'm like ready for it. I'm like, so I think I'm more, I'm determined to, to get through at this point. Um, I've always anticipated getting like even beginning exams. Like I've already always anticipated that, but like, as I get closer, it's like, I get more and more determined to finish, but like, as I get closer, more and more things start piling on. So It's like a juggling match to, to manage everything. I will say I can't complain too much though, because, um, I, 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 the class that I'm teaching, um, is taught remotely the whole year for the rest of the year. Um, so I'm very grateful for, for that. Um, because I know a lot of, a lot of folks, in academia and outside of academia aren't able to do to work from home um so I'm very grateful for that um yeah, okay, so I know I get on here and talk about white people all the time. It seems like that's like the theme of this podcast sometimes um but I think I've been noticing the reason why that is and I think it's just because (laughs) I think it's because like Oregon people will say this people have said this even white people have said this Oregon is a very very white like place it was designed as a white utopia um, historically and I think living like kind of like living in Oregon as a black person from the south that you know I'm not used to not seeing different kinds of people like I'm not used to seeing just white people every day so it's a continuous culture shock for me and then on top of that like the white people that I'm seeing are like very violent um like for instance earlier today um there was like this commotion where uh someone a 16-year-old may or may not have gotten shot i mean gotten oh excuse me gotten stabbed by a grown man and there was like an argument that was going on and the brother of the 16-year-old came over to like kind of like see what was going on and then they were like yelling I couldn't really tell if they were fighting or not. And then, like, someone, some a woman who lived here was like, hey, like, y'all, like, kind of like saying y'all are doing all this noise. Like, y'all need to, like, calm down pretty much. And the 16-year-old was like, what are you talking about, bitch? I, I, um, I was stabbed. I'm 16. What the fuck are you talking about? And then the brother came out calling her a bitch, too. And then all the, then out of nowhere, it seemed like when she was speaking up, it was like a bunch of a bunch of you know young looking white men came and just like in a group like after this woman I didn't really see what happened after because I went inside um but like I, I think that like that kind of like seeing that I mean this isn't the only like experience that I have where like that kind of like rage or just mob mentality um, of white men like happens Um, like just, and I mean, if we go back to June um, where the riots were happening downtown, we saw nothing but college age, teenage looking white men who were like destroying the businesses downtown. And so it's like, I think just seeing, That, like, that's a constant image that I see. And I think when small things happen, um, I think it, like, triggers that. I mean, the thing that happened today wasn't a small instance, incident. But, like, just small interactions like that. I honestly think it's just been white men. Like, white men have, like, really been showing their true colors lately, their anger. I mean, look at the president. Um. So, or the outgoing president. So you know, it, it's. I think tensions are 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 heightened. It's a lot to deal with and process, and I think that definitely adds to just n- kind of like my general motivation, mood. All of that stuff. It just adds to adds to kind of like kind of like influencing it for what am I trying to say? I'm rambling. Um I think it just influences my mood negatively and makes it very hard to uh live out here. Honestly, because it's like you're you're all you don't know what you're going to get the next day. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that's that's all I can say on it. It's just I like I say, I can't I can't wait to move because I definitely like want to move somewhere where I can be around more um, black and brown people like I, I can't live somewhere where. It's it's predominantly a white population. I just can't I can't do it. It's not is literally not healthy for me. Um. Yeah, and I like I said, it's it's heightened in Oregon because there is like the association with the state as like a liberal state and like welcoming, but like no. I I haven't seen any any of the sort. She's nothing of the sort. <sighs> okay. So I got that off my chest. <laughs> oh, okay. But you know what if 2020 taught me anything is that a bitch got to make it. So that's all I'm going to do is 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 make it. Um and so I'll be doing that more at the end of solo episodes, and possibly at the end of guest episodes, um, so I'll end today talking about, uh, two things that I've watched recently, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which I watched yesterday, and Fargo, which I've been currently, um, watching on Hulu, so I don't want to tell too much about Ma Rainey's Black Bottom because it just came out but it's on Netflix stars Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman Um, this is Boseman's last film Um, it's adapted from an August Wilson play of the same name August Wilson wrote uh, the famous Fences that Viola Davis won an Oscar for um, and Denzel Washington starred and I believe directed that adaptation too um, so, this is, um, I was excited to see it because, I mean, I haven't read Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, the play, but I know it's a, a classic uh, b- black theater play. So, um, really, uh, yeah, I found it really interesting how they chose to, um, I re- I find, like, when they ad- adapt plays, I like how they do it, and I like the kind of, like, one setting Um, kind of deal, um, although they did show other, uh, places in the, in the town, it was mostly set in the recording studio where most of the action takes place. Um, Ma Rainey was openly bisexual and this is like in the twenties and thirties where, um, her career is taking off. Um, and yeah, I just you know we when we think of like queer black people in history, we think of it in a like we don't think of it being um so far back in time, but like yeah i I like when we see those depictions of like just how 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 these people were like they didn't try to like hide that aspect of, of Ma Rainey's life um I think it also just the, how de- depicting her sexuality I think and I think Viola Davis did an a amazing job at playing Ma Rainey I wanted to see more but she did what she could with the role um I I think it added, like, complexity to the character because when you watch the film, you kind of see how the character Ma Rainey um, is just kind of, like, just dismissed from, like, multiple kinds of... uh, I don't want to say cultures, but she's, like, she's not welcome in the, like, kind of, like, sophisticated black spaces, and then she's not welcome in the white spaces, so she kind of, like, is outcasted by multiple different, um, communities that, there was, like, one scene early on where she was walking out of this, like, dinner's place where these black socialites were, and they were all staring at her, and, her outfit was very like loud and compared to all of the other people's kind of like toned down more like mute kind of dress. And so, um, yeah, I found that really interesting. And then just in terms of her relationship with the girl, um, it seems to be like Ma Rainey was just Interested in her, whereas the girl really was just kind of using Maureen's fame really to 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 get access to other opportunities and other men. Uh, so yeah, I think that storyline it's compared. I mean, it's it's like a small piece of the film, but I think it's really interesting because you kind of like. Out of that relationship, you start thinking, like, oh, like, Ma Rainey is, like... I, I read it as, like, she wants this girl to, like, love her. Because she sees her as, like, this is the only person that is going to give me that that love that I want. But it's, like, not reciprocated. So it's, like, I don't know. You You just feel for the character more in that regard. And it also makes me think, like... You know the way the the way that Viola Davis played her, and the way that it was written, I was like, "Damn, Ma Rainey must have been that bitch!" Like she, like she didn't take no shit, and I was like, "Damn, she must have been that bitch back in the day." Um, and then also like my, you know, Ma Rainey's career set off like Bessie Smith and other blues singers. She has a deep influence um, with that, and a lot of her songs were very uh, sexual um, in nature, and so I, yeah, I think it's really cool that they decided to adapt this and to portray um, just that culture. Yeah, the song Ma Rainey's Black Bottom um, is talking about her black bottom, which I like, yeah, I kind of figured um, but black bottom also could refer to, um, like, uh, neighborhood where, where black people live, I think. Cause, um, I know like in Sula, uh, Tony Morrison calls the place where the town is the bottom. Um, and kind of like, I know that's a historical kind of term that was used uh to describe those neighborhoods um and i and i've recently read things where it's like the black like the black bottom is like a a productive place for a black life so they kind of like say that it's not like this impoverished place but it's like this place where community thrives and then just you know we we got to think about like our modern conception of black bottom like it, it obviously reminds me of like the act of bottoming so and black bottoms um, so yeah I think the that term has like three different things going on um, yeah and I and Chadwick Bozeman was so great in this I think he I think him and Viola Davis both deserve Oscars. Um, just the, the delivery of the lines, the emotion, like Chadwick Boseman, he, he was really a gripping performer and, um, yeah, this was, he was really, really good at it. And so was Viola Davis playing, uh, Ma Rainey, this just in charge Role like I I love Seeing her snap at At the white men she was Snapping at um And it kind of like her Performance kind of reminded Me of Oprah Winf- Oprah Winfrey's um Sophia and The Color Purple Um also I would love To see them adapt the Color Purple Into a movie like That would be so good Um but yeah, Ma, Re- Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was... And then just kind of showing that time period, um, I think it really showed her... I, I just like that they stuck with trying to portray 1927. Like, I just... I like, I like films that are set in a historical period because it makes me rethink my relationship to history and makes me more curious about how people lived during this time so yeah i really liked it um yeah and i think it's some of viola davis's best work i want her to win the oscar and hopefully she will hopefully we won't have another lupita situation this year all right and then moving into fargo there's actually an actor um that was in Mar Rainey's Black Bottom. His name is Glenn Terman and he plays one of my favorite characters in Fargo called Doctor. Senator. I just think that's such a great name. and he in some of the scenes so Fargo said in 1950, um, I lo- it's told by it's narrated by um, the girl who a girl who has a white father and a black mother. Um, and she um is black she appears black um and i just i i like that she's narrating it and chris rock is in it and he does a great job so it's like about like ma- mafia stuff and um just like it tells the story of these uh immigrant families coming to america Wanting to do business together, um, do illegal shit, and then they end up killing each other. But then the black people get there in 1950, um, and they start trying to transition or trying to take power. Really, and it's just really good. The storytelling it, it sucks you in. Um, the characters are all there's a lot of kind of kooky characters here and there. Um, a lot of nice, nasty white people. And I think it's really trying to portray this attitude, uh, towards like black people and like, um, mixed race, uh, marriage, like marriages or couplings. Um, so I, I think it's really cool. And then just like, kind of like ethnic mixing seems to be a thing, um, where like you have all these different ethnic groups that are in this, area and they're all trying to like do business and they're all like at war with each other but it's like they're at war with each other while the world is at war with them so I think there's a real I'm I'm excited I've only made it through four episodes but I know I'll finish it soon um and yeah I'm excited to see like what happens with this season I'm, I'm usually sucked into Fargo. is this is the fourth season there's three other seasons um but this one's has been really really good and like i said chris rock is in it this is his first dramatic role um and i think he's doing a great job like i don't i don't even like he's not like funny chris rock he's like really like serious mobster chris rock so i like it so go check those out if you're interested in them there's some great black actors um doing the thing on the streaming platforms my Rainey's black bottom is on netflix and you can watch fargo on fx or hulu or you can find them both illegally however you however you do that just watch it yeah all right y'all that's all for now um i to all the grad students and undergrads that made it through this term or semester like congrats you did it you 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 tried your best however whatever happened you tried your best don't beat yourself up about it and enjoy your your rest and to everyone else that is celebrating christmas however you're celebrating christmas or the holidays. Um, yeah, I, I just wish you all well, wish you all a great Christmas break to spend with family, however you're able to do that. Um, and once again, thank you for listening. I'll see you next time.